Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, it's Hal Elrod, and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate you. Before we jump into the episode, solo episode, by the way, it's just it's me all day today. For the next hour, you're just going to hear my voice. I hope that uh, you get a lot out of this episode, but I want to thank our sponsor, Organifi. Organifi, spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. I always spell it because I feel like in my, my brain puts a Y at the end of Organifi. It just sounds like it would have a Y at the end, but it's actually an I. But anyway, uh, Organifi is one of my favorite health supplement companies. And so if you want to boost your health, your energy, your immunity, Organifi is the place to do it. And they, uh, I just found out, you know, since they're one of my sponsors, uh, they're doing a big Black Friday sale. And it's actually, it's pretty good. Uh, it's 20% off site wide plus when you use the discount code HAL, you get an additional 15% off. So 20% off plus 15% off of all of their products. And I've used them for years. They make their protein powders, one of my favorite. They do a green juice and a red juice. And they have some uh, some powders that, are, that make a tea at night to go to sleep. They've got a pumpkin spice, gold pumpkin spice that just came out. It's like a holiday special during the Thanksgiving uh, time. So anyway, check out their products. I'm sure you'll find something that you love as much as I love their products. Go to Organifi.com forward slash Hal. Again, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com forward slash Hal, H-A-L. And then when you're checking out, use the code Hal, H-A-L, to get an additional 15% off of your already 20% off for the Black Friday sale. So from November 26th to 28th, you get 20% off the entire site. And then when you enter the code HAL at the end, you get an additional 15% off. So 20% off for the Black Friday plus 15% off. And then on Cyber Monday, they're also doing free shipping. So check all that out. And uh, without further ado, enjoy today's podcast episode. We're going to talk about why to create a 10-year vision for your life, and then how to create a 10-year vision for your life. And first, I'm going to give you a few examples of 10-year visions that I've created for my life and how they have come true and how many of them have actually been even better than when I envisioned them. So hope you get a lot of value from today's episode, and I will talk to you all soon. Hello, friends. It's Hal Elrod. Today's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited. I, I've spent quite a bit of time on uh, the podcast for today. And actually, I'll tell you two things happened that inspired today's podcast episode. Uh, the first was last weekend, my wife and I did the One Thing Couples Goal Setting Retreat. So we participated in this two-day virtual retreat with Jeff Woods and Jay Papasan. Uh, Jay Papasan co-authored the book, The One Thing with Gary Keller, and Jeff Woods is the president of The One Thing Company. And they led us this awesome two-day goal-setting retreat. I've had Jeff on the podcast multiple times. Uh, he spoke at our event. I always say he's he's been the most effective person I've ever learned goal-setting from. So that was an inspiration for today's episode as we kind of set our someday goals and then worked back to five-year goals, one-year goals, and, you know, and, and uh, weekly and daily activities. So that inspired today. But what ultimately inspired today's podcast episode was that I found an old journal entry a few days ago that I wrote in 2016, and it was titled The Miracle Morning Movement 10-Year Vision. And uh, I'm actually, I'll share that with you today, what that vision is and which aspects have come true from that. But that inspired me because uh, it was inspiring to reread and revisit some of the possibilities. But what was really cool 
is to realize that, wow, I actually, a lot of this stuff has come true. It's been four years since I created this document and a lot of the things on this list have already happened. So yeah, really cool. So there's three parts today, three parts to what we're going to cover. Number one is I'm going to give you an example of a 10-year vision, right? I just mentioned that I created mine. I'm actually going to read through it with you uh, and then tell you which things have kind of come to fruition. And the reason for that is so that you get to see a real-life example of, wow, you can at any point create a vision for your future of things that you may have no idea how those are going to come to fruition or if they're going to come to fruition. And then all of a sudden, one by one by one, they start coming to fruition. And and what does that look like? So I'll give you the example first. Then we're going to talk about why to create a 10-year vision. Like why why is this something that you should invest your time to not only listen to the podcast today, uh, which might be, you know, 30 minutes or an hour of your time. uh, Why is that important? But why is it so compelling, so valuable to create a 10-year vision that you should actually, after the podcast, sit down, schedule another hour, and actually work through the steps I'm going to share with you today to create your 10-year vision. Why is that valuable? And then the third part for today is how to create your 10-year vision. I'm going to give you, you know, a handful of steps that will help you, some that you might might be common sense for you, and some that probably will not be. But ultimately, just a really simple step-by-step process to create your 10-year vision so that you can design your life. And you think about that, most people don't design their life. They just live life. They react. They show up. They repeat the same processes every day and the same habits. And life pretty much stays the same. But then there are those of us, right? You, me, uh, who want to be intentional and design the life that we want and then begin living in alignment with that design, with that vision that we create so that 10 years from now, five years from now, one year from now, we're living the life that we intentionally designed and not just one where we look back and you look back like many people do. Sadly, you look back 10 years and you go, what the hell did I do with the last 10 years? You know, what? Why well, had all these, you know, I was thinking about when you're young, when you're, you know, in high school or college and you've got these big goals and dreams and you know, these ambitions. And, and then often, you know, you turn 30 and you look back, you're like, man, this isn't the life of my dreams that I had envisioned, you know, but you don't do anything different. You don't create the vision for the next 10 years and get clear on what am I going to start doing differently now to ensure that 10 years from now, I'm at a radically different place. I'm literally living the life of my dreams. Most people don't do that. So then 10 years goes by, you wake up at 40 and you look back and you go, what the hell happened? The last 10 years flew by, you know? But again, most people go, dang, this isn't where I thought I would be or or knew I could be or, you know, I'm not living to my full potential. But then they don't actually create the 10-year vision for the next 10 years. And then all of a sudden they wake up 10 years, you know, and so on and so forth. And people go through life like that. And then it goes to that uh, Robin Sharma quote. Robin Sharma said, one of the saddest things in life is to look back one day and to realize that you could have been, done, and had so much more. And so that's the objective of today's podcast, that 10 years from now, and not just 10 years, but five years from now, one year from now, uh, that you look back and you're like, damn, I did it. I got really clear on the life I was committed to creating. I identified what I needed to do and who I needed to become to create that life. I began living in alignment with that vision that I created. I became very intentional and I'm now living the life that I designed, the life of my dreams. You know, it's a cliche phrase, the life of your dreams, but I think it's only cliche because most people aren't living that, right? And then they, they're like, they roll their eyes at it. You know, you say life of my dreams and people are like, eh, come on, life of my dreams. I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to survive. You know, I'm trying to make it through the day. But those that are living the life of their dreams, they, you know, they don't, they don't scoff at that. They're like, yeah. That's, that's the greatest decision I ever made was that I defined the life of my dreams, I committed to it, and I created it. I'm now living it, and uh, it feels pretty damn good. So, um, so here, before we create a vision for your future, let's go back to your past, right? A lot can change in 10 years. So let's go back to your past. What was your life like 10 years ago? What were you like? Right? Maybe logistics. Where did you live? Uh, what did you do for work? So, so, so seriously. 10 years, minus 10 years, right? Go to your age, okay? Whatever age you are now, (laughs) back it up 10 years. Go back to that age, right? I'm 41 now. So 10 years ago, I was 31. And then go, what was your life like? What what were you doing uh, 10 years ago? 
And that would be 2010, right? We're in 2020 right now. So what were you doing in 2010? Where were you living? What were your relationships like? What was your health like? What did you do for work? And I think for some people, that might not actually be an exciting activity. That might be a painful activity. They might look back, and 10 years ago, I was actually in better shape. You know, I was always healthier and, you know, thinner or more physically fit than I am now. I know for me, I was, I was, well, I guess I was in better shape. But in fact, so if I personally, if I look back 10 years, you know, my life, how it is now, where it was then compared to where it is now, 10 years ago. So actually, by the way, this is the power of creating a 10 year vision. You know, I'll share a personal example here. 10 years ago, my wife and I had just had our first child, right? So we had our first child in 2009. So my daughter, Sophie, was one in 2010. Um, I was roughly $52,000 in credit card debt. I had lost my home a year or so before, and I was living with my dad, right? Not not the dream that you have your first kid and you can't afford to live on your own. You have to move back in with your parents, right? So my wife and I and our first child, our daughter, was we were living with my dad in a room in his house, you know, not not ideal. Uh, I mean, it was great. I'm not, you know, no complaints. I'm grateful that I had that opportunity for sure. But uh, but again, that was not what I envisioned. That at 31, I'd be back with my dad. That I would have lost my house to the bank on foreclosure. You know what I mean? One thing too, I was a year, about one year into writing a book that I had major doubts would resonate with people. And that was the miracle morning. I always had had this limiting belief over and over almost every day that said, who the heck am I to convince people that they should wake up early? Like, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to convince people of that. Like, I have this practice, this miracle morning. It's changed my life. And I really want to share it with the, the world, with other people. But, you know, I, I never felt like I was this really great writer. I'm like, how am I going to write in a way that's effective to actually get people to not just go, wow, this is a great idea and maybe try it for a day or two, but actually stick with it? Because that was it for me. I go, I don't, I don't, I'm not, it's not going to matter if I write a book that, entertains people, inspires people, but they don't actually change their behavior. So I was in the middle of writing that book and uh, I was a college speaker. I just launched my first speaking career, right? Finances were really tight. So I was really in this kind of beginning stages of, of I was coaching people. I was like really trying to become an entrepreneur and, and very in the early stages, uh, having had my first business fail and lo- you know, lose all my money and all of that, right? So that, that's, that was 10 years ago. And I look at 10 years now, how, how far I've been able to come in those 10 years. It's been incredible, right? Incredible. And so what I want to read to you, I want to share this journal entry that I wrote in 2016, right? So this wasn't 10 years ago. This was four years ago. But this is, again, what inspired today's podcast episode. So this is the Miracle Morning Movement 10-Year Vision, and I wrote this in 2016. And again, I just randomly came across this in my journal the other day, and it inspired a Facebook post that inspired uh, this podcast. So word for word, here is what I wrote. By 2026, the Miracle Morning Movement has begun to elevate the consciousness of the human race one person and one morning at a time. Billions of people wake up every day and do the miracle morning and the savers routine. And as a result, they are fulfilling their potential and together we are improving our world in ways we never initially imagined. The human race is operating from a place of love, growth, and contribution. And as a result, people are happier, they're healthier, kinder to one another. They're more thoughtful, generous, more emotionally intelligent. Many of the world's greatest individual and societal epidemics are being eradicated, including depression, obesity, divorce, war, bullying, specific initiatives that have been put in place. Number one, nearly every school in the world begins class each day with the miracle morning by guiding students through the savers. As a result, students are happier, more present, more intentional, compassionate, and focused. An ADHD medication is illegal for anyone under 18 and has been replaced by diet and exercise and bullying is virtually non-existent. Hey, I'm not making any prescriptions. This is my own personal journal entry. I want to be really clear on that. I know that anything with prescription drugs is very touchy subject. So uh, anyway, that was my vision. Uh, Number two, millions of couples start each day with the miracle morning for couples, ensuring that they grow together so they never grow apart. As a result, 
The divorce rate has plummeted. Couples are thriving and love is the energy that is spreading through families. Number three, prescription medication is minimal because practices such as mindfulness and exercise have become the go-to cures for disorders like depression, anxiety, and ADHD. Number four, Miracle Morning Coffee, Tea, and Transformation Centers are in every major city, serving healthy, organic, affordable food, beverages, and providing services like yoga, meditation, and of course, the savers. Number five, the Miracle Morning Updated and Expanded Edition has been released to help people go deeper into their daily Miracle Morning Savers practice. And number six, the Miracle Morning is done in prisons, and as a result, the repeat offense rate is minimal. Now, here's what I'll say. If you're listening, you might go, yeah, that's, you know, that's a little pie in the sky, or it's a little utopic, or delusional, right? Yeah, it, it, you know, some of those things may be true. And rereading that, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's inspiring me both to see what has actually come to fruition, you know, some of those things that have come to fruition, which I'll share that in a second, um, but also just to reimagine the possibilities. And just to think, it's interesting, I think I've become more jaded than I was back then. And, and maybe you can relate to that, right? Are you more jaded now than you were 10 years ago based on your life experience? Think about that. Are you more jaded now than you were 10 years ago based on your life experience? And, and maybe it's less. Maybe you actually used to be really jaded and really cynical and skeptical. And now maybe you, maybe the miracle morning has opened you up to more of a possibility mindset. For me, I, you know, I think that through my cancer and just some of the challenges that I've faced in the last 10 years, uh, back then I was much more of a dreamer. And reading this really helps me to get back in touch with that younger version of myself that kind of, you know, you know, believed anything was possible. And, and while I still believe that, I think that it was easier back then for me. So yeah, I'm curious what that's like for you back, you know, 10 years ago, were you, uh, are you, how are you different now than you were then? Now, here's what I'll share though. Since that was written in the past four years, here's some of what has happened. The Miracle Morning for Teachers is one of the latest books, actually the latest book in the Miracle Morning book series. It was co-authored by uh, Honoré Corder, my co-founder of the Miracle Morning series, and it was published. And now hundreds of teachers around the world have begun implementing the Miracle Morning and practicing the savers with their students, and they report incredible results from, you know, the next generation. I mean, we that's how when we wrote the book, we did a like an experiment where we had Miracle Morning practitioners that are from our community, from the Miracle Morning community, that we said, hey, any teachers in here that want to volunteer to try the Miracle Morning with their students for 30 days and and report back? And that'll become a lot of, you know, kind of what we put in the book. And uh, I forgot how many we had. It was, I think, 80 teachers, something like that, um, that volunteered. And the results we got back from the reports from teachers were like, you know, put you in tears, hearing that some of their most difficult students that had a, a lot of them that had really difficult home lives or just a tough time at school were reporting back like you know they said their students were coming to them in tears saying that this miracle morning is changing my life you know like i've you know my my life at home is so difficult and doing my affirmations and my meditation it really helps me to get in touch with what's most important and i mean i'm paraphrasing i don't remember all the details it was so long ago but um but yeah so anyway the point is that vision of the miracle morning being practiced in schools is literally happening. And in 2016, you know, I don't know, we had written maybe a few books in the series, maybe two or three. So it's like, I didn't even know, you know, how that was going to come to fruition. I just created the vision. And what's amazing, one of my mentors taught me this when I was young, you know, when I was like 19, he said, when you commit to a goal, the how reveals itself, right? When you commit to a goal or a dream, the how reveals itself. And in other words, when you create your 10-year vision, right? And when we get into the steps on how to do that, we'll talk about kind of removing limitations, but you don't need to know how. 10 years is a long time. You don't need to know how, but when you commit to a vision, the how tends to reveal itself. And there's part of that is the reticular activating system, right? The reticular activating system, the part of your brain that it starts to look for things that you place in front of it, right? When you put an idea or an outcome in front of, you know, in, in your mind's eye, your brain starts to look for ways to make that happen, right? Just simply by you thinking about it, by you making it part of your consciousness. 
So that's the first thing that's come to fruition, which is kind of cool. The other thing, right? The other goal I had on there was that millions of couples start each day with the Miracle Morning and the Miracle Morning for Couples, co-authored by Lance and Brandy Salazar and also Honoré Corder, that was published um, you know, a year or two ago. And, and many couples now have reported results such as literally it saved our marriage. In fact, those results came from the original Miracle Morning book, which is why we did the couples book, because we had people reach out and say, the Miracle Morning saved our marriage, and many variations of that sentiment. And so we you know, co-authored the couples book, and now it's, you know, and that's available, of course, on Amazon, and, and you can go read the reviews. You can go see people. Don't take my word for it, right? Both the teacher's book, the couples book, or any other book in the series, don't take my word for it. Go read the reviews from people that have, will tell you how that has transformed their relationship. You know, and as a, a, a child of divorce, you know, my parents got divorced when I was actually an adult child. <laughs> but uh, but I know how you know how painful that is, and I also being married, right? I know how challenging marriage can be, and so um, yeah, that that was really amazing that that's actually come to fruition. Now, the original Miracle Morning book, which you know, when I self published that in 2012, my vision was to change one million lives one morning at a time, and you know that book now has been translated into 37 languages, which was not even on my radar. I never even, it didn't even cross my mind to translate it into a language. And then we signed to the publisher who, you know, we, or we've signed with 37 foreign publishers and the, they've done all the translations. So it's now impacting people around the world and it surpassed 2 million copies sold, which my wildest dream, my vision when I wrote the book was to change 1 million lives one morning at a time. And I will tell you, this is important. I had zero idea how I could sell a million copies of that book. Many of you don't may not know this, but The Miracle Morning is actually my second book. My first book, Taking Life Head On, uh, I wrote, uh, and it's you know it's it's really <laughs> the reading level for that is like high school or college. I, I yeah, I need to either do a rewrite on that or I need to say this is for high school or college students. I started writing when I was twenty six, and I think I was you know mentally I was like sixteen. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is. That book had sold, yeah, I don't know the exact number, but it was a few thousand copies in the six years that it was published. So six years and it sold maybe 6,000 copies, if that, maybe three, I, don't, I honestly don't know, but it's a few thousand copies in six years. So the idea of me creating a vision to change 1 million lives one morning at a time, which in, you know, meant to sell a million copies of the Miracle Morning. That was a pipe dream. I, I'm sharing this with you because I want, I'm trying to, to inspire you to consider, to think big. And we're, we're going to talk more about that in a few minutes. But uh, I, I didn't know, again, once you commit, the how reveals itself. And so I, 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 I'm just planting that seed now that my goal was to sell a million copies of the Miracle Morning. And I thought that might take my entire life. It took six years. But again, I had no idea how I was going to do that. And, but I stayed committed. And, you know, one strategy after another, one connection after another, one resource after another, one opportunity after another presented themselves year after year after year that enabled that to be possible. And, you know, and as a result, we've, we've seen, you know, the Miracle Morning has transformed people's lives in ways that I never imagined from probably one of the most common is honestly, it's overcoming depression. Like we hear that all the time, the overcoming anxiety, any kind of mental disorders or, or, or mental challenges or emotional challenges. And I think that's because the Miracle Morning, right, when you do it, it enables you to put yourself in that peak mental and emotional state every morning. And if you have a stressful day, instead of waking up from one stressful day to another, to another, to another, which most people do because they don't have that time in the morning, if they don't have a morning ritual, it doesn't have to be the more miracle morning, but even if they just meditate in the morning, like if people aren't doing something like that, then one stressful day rolls into another and it starts to spiral where, you know, fear builds on fear and anxiety builds on anxiety and it gets worse and worse and worse over time. But when you have the miracle morning, I've always said it's kind of like a reset, right? Every night you hit the reset button and uh, every, or every morning you wake up and you might've had a stressful day the day before, but you're not waking up diving into your stressful day. You're waking up and giving yourself that space to meditate and to read your affirmations that remind you what you're committed to, who you're committed to being, who you are, 
At your, at your core fundamental level, you're this limitless spiritual being, right? With infinite possibility. And when you, when you get in touch with that every day, oh, you get to metaphorically and literally take a deep breath and gain clarity on what life is really about, right? And it's about you manifesting the next best version of your, it's about but that's one thing it's about, right? Is, is the limitless you showing up and, and living into your full potential every single day. So yeah, so that impact the Miracle Morning has made uh, was, you know, beyond or yeah, I should say it's beyond the vision because I, I didn't even know the ways it can impact people's lives. Oh, now, another thing that you may not know, and I have some friends that tell me, they're like, Hal, you don't talk about this. <laughs> you, you need to talk about this. And, and I, I don't know why I don't, but I'm talking about it now. You ready? Here we go. Um, over $500,000 from Miracle Morning book sales have been donated to charities to support everything from building schools around the world. We literally, you know, the Miracle Morning community, I, I donated $25,000 from the book sales to Pencils of Promise. And we built a school, I forgot the country. I think it was Kenya or Africa. Yeah, I can't remember. But we built a school, right? So the Miracle Morning, over $500,000 from book sales have gone to charities um, from building schools to providing clean water to supporting families who are facing life-threatening illnesses. We donate to Heroes uh, Heroes for Children, which is a cancer organization. I've sponsored them. And, and it's all, I take a percentage of Miracle Morning book sales and we've donated and ever since day one, um, you know, so for eight years. And, and now not only have... Have I donated over a half million dollars from the book? But we that doesn't count that we've raised. I, I know it's over 400,000. I think it might be over a half million dollars at our live events. So we haven't done that. You know, we didn't do the live best year ever blueprint event this year. We took this year off, but we've done it for the last six years. And every year we do a big auction to raise money for charity. Usually it's the front row foundation and, and sometimes other charities, but we've, so not only has over a half million dollars from Miracle Morning book sales gone to charity, but roughly a half million dollars from members of the Miracle Morning community, donating money, participating in our live auctions at our events, that sort of thing. So almost a million dollars as a result of the Miracle Morning and our community has gone to support causes. And, and I will tell you this, most recently, we are partnering with a foundation uh, for the movie. The movie's coming out. I'll talk about that in a second. But I've been, I've been looking for the charity that I wanted to partner with for the movie. And I, I just like, I, I wanted something that felt really aligned and it was like on my to-do list, but it wasn't, I wasn't a priority. And then magically, serendipitously, miraculously, if you will, this charity was like dropped into my lap by uh, a, a gentleman who uh, reached out and wanted to support the movie. And he said, Hey, would you be open to donating you know, a dollar or two from every ticket sold to uh, a charity. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And he said, we're our, the CEO of our company is really big on this charity called Miracles for Kids, uh, miraclesforkids.org. And of course, the name having miracles in it, I'm like, all right, well, the name aligns. Let me see what the charity does. And uh, I went to their website and their charity is they support families who have a, a, a child that's critically ill and it's the family is you know suffering the devastating effects of that and this charity provides you know support for the housing and food and hospital care and you know medical care whatever they need and that really aligned with me when i was in the hospital uh with cancer i i saw a lot of families and my my dad and i and my mom and I, we talked to a lot of families who were really suffering and they didn't have the resources you know it's like the one of the parents had to take off work to take care of the child and now they only had half of their income and you know um it, it was it was really difficult and so that for me is something that uh, I'm totally aligned with. And so Miracles for Kids is the charity we're partnering with for the movie. And then that was the next update I was going to share is, you know, since 2016 and that vision was created, uh, the full, you know, full length Miracle Morning documentary was filmed over the course of six years from 2014 to 2020. And it, it'll be released via a live online world premiere on December 12th. This year, 2020, 12, 12, 2020. Um, I think you probably know about that if you've 
followed any of the thing I do. It's all I'm talking about. And, and by the way, I hope you're not tired of it because until December 12th, it's what I'm going to keep talking about. Like um, our goal is to impact over a hundred thousand people on that day. And I think we've, um, you know, I think we're at like 2000 tickets sold. So we have 98,000 tickets to go, but I can tell you from experience, you know, the, the miracle equation, which is like the formula, it's my book, my, one of my most recent books, but it's the formula that I've always used to create these tangible, measurable miracles. And it always comes at the 11th hour, right? So if you maintain unwavering faith and you put forth extraordinary effort until the last possible moment, that's when I found you create miracles, results that you can hardly imagine. And it's amazing how all these little miracles are coming out of the woodworks. I had a, a gentleman reach out, actually the same one that introduced me to that, that charity, Miracles for Kids, and hit the company that he is an executive for. They have millions of customers that they want to um, either get tickets for or... So, I mean, yeah, what's crazy is the 100,000 goal that feels so out there you know, it looks like it, it could even be exceeded. I don't know. I really don't know. But if you if you want to get a ticket to the, the live online world premiere, go to MiracleMorningMovie.com. That's all I'll say about that. I'm not doing a, a big pitch for that at all. And then the last thing I want to say on what's happened since 2016 is the Miracle Morning community and, and specifically the Facebook group. We, you can just focus on that. It's grown to over 280,000 members from over a hundred countries who wake up every day and support each other in becoming the best version of themselves. And so, you know, and that, that's just the, uh, off the top of my head, some of the things I thought of that have happened since that vision was created. And so I'm sorry, you know, I know I spent a, more time on that than I intended to. We're going to get into now, how do you create, you know, why to create your 10 year vision and how to create your 10 year vision. But I wanted to share that with you because those are miracles, right? Those are measurable outcomes that were born from a vision that I created four years ago that I, most of which I had no idea how those things would come to fruition. But again, when you create, if you don't create the vision, right? Well, there, there's, there's nothing guiding you. There's nothing guiding you. And again, if you don't commit to the vision, then the how is not going to reveal itself because there's no how to reveal anything, right? You're, you don't have a vision. You don't have that figured out. So I wanted to share this with you as a personal example that I can share of how this looks in like in real time. And of course, you know, the, I've created various visions and goals for my health and my family and my income and other, you know, all these other aspects. I won't, I won't bore you with all that. But, uh, but anyway, so I want to share with you the specific vision and how it came to be. So let's dive into some tactics for you. So why to create your 10 year vision and how to create your 10 year vision. And I'm only going to spend a few minutes on the why, uh, cause I've already talked about it. But the why again is that you want to give yourself a target. And remember this, something to shoot for. Remember the philosophy that I taught in the miracle equation. And this was not my philosophy. This came from my mentor, Dan Cassetta. He learned this from his mentor, Jim Rohn. And uh, the basis of the philosophy is that the purpose of a goal, and you could say the purpose of a vision, right? You can use those words kind of um, interchangeably, vision and goal. But the purpose of a goal or a vision or a dream is not to hit the goal. It's not the specific result. It is to become the person that you need to be that's capable of achieving the goal, the dream, the vision. Or as Jeff Woods uh, and Gary Keller and Jay Papasan would say in the one thing, the purpose of a goal is to inform your behavior in the moment. I might be butchering that, but that's essentially it. In other words, the per the reason you set a goal is so that you it tells you, okay, in order to hit this goal, this is what I need to do now. Whether or not I hit that goal is less consequential than the behavior that I embody now. I'll give you an example. Let's say your goal is to lose. 20 pounds in, you know, by the end of the year, in the next two months, that might be too big. That's 10 pounds by the end of the year, right? Holidays coming up. Eh, that's a tough one, but uh, just, just follow me, right? The, for the sake of the example, let's say your goal is to lose 10 pounds in the next two months, right? Now, many people, I think we've been conditioned to think if I don't hit the goal, I'm a failure. But if you follow Jim Rohn's philosophy that it's, it's really about who are you becoming? How are you showing up? Or Jeff Woods and Gary Keller and 
Gary Keller, by the way, is the, the founder and CEO of uh, Keller Williams Realty, or founder, I should say, and Jay Papasan, author of The One Thing. You follow their philosophy, which is the purpose of a goal is to inform your behavior in the moment. Well, that would mean that you have to ask yourself, what do I need to do now? What do I need to do daily in order to lose those 10 pounds in the next two months? Right? I need to eat better. I need to cut sugar out of my diet. I need to, you know, cut, cut down my carbs, stop drinking soda. Um, I need to not eat late at night. I need, right. I need to create, I need to lower my caloric intake. Now there's myths on that. I need to lower my stress levels because when you're stressed, right, you pat, you, you, your body holds weight. So asking yourself, what do I need to do now and tomorrow and the next day and the next day in order to be on track to lose those 10 pounds in the next two months. So the purpose of that goal is to give you a target to shoot for that informs your behavior now. So if you approach it that way, well, that means you start eating healthier and maybe exercise is another piece. I need to start exercising, burning some calories, burning some fat. By the way, exercise ideally uh, on an empty stomach so that you you know, just drink some water in the morning, do your morning workout. When I used to try to really lose, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to lose weight, but I was trying to really get toned and get lean. That was one of my, you know, simple strategies that I think I learned it in the book body for life, like in the year 2000, but it was eating on an empty stomach so that your body burns fat for fuel, right? You don't have carbs. And if you have carbs in your system, your body will immediately go to the carbs is the most readily source of energy available. Then it'll go to fat. But if you don't have carbs in your system, it just goes to the fat, right? It's are burning fat. So, and anyway, don't take my advice. I'm no, I'm no, I'm no expert in that area. But anyway, the point is it's informing your behavior. So all of a sudden you start eating healthier. You start exercising daily. And if you do that every day for the next two months, does it really matter how many pounds actually fall off of your body? In fact, you might build some muscle and that's going to add weight. Now you're maybe the, the goal of 10 pounds, you don't hit it. Maybe you only lose seven, but maybe that's because you put on four pounds of muscle. So you're actually now, you know, you're one pound of fat, you know, in, I mean, you're like, you're good. You've, you've actually succeeded. The point is that it's the behavior. It's how you show up. It's what you do that matters. That's the purpose of a goal. So the point of the 10 year vision is it's to transform your thinking and your emotions and your behavior, it's, it's transforming how you approach every day of your life so that you become the type of person that you need to be to make your vision a reality. And what often ends up happening is your vision might change. You might get, you know, six months into your vision and go, ah, actually, I just had a new idea for a, a new business I want to start, or I, I thought I wanted to go further in my career, but I actually want to start my own business, be an entrepreneur. I thought I wanted to put on a lot of muscle, but then I realized that, you know, being a bodybuilder, maybe that's not as healthy for me as, as being lean and being, you know, I'm just throwing out random examples, right? You understand the point. The point is your vision might change, but you are becoming the person that you need to be with the mindset and the habits and the various qualities and characteristics that will enable you to not only achieve that vision and possibly something bigger and better, right? But it enables you, you're now becoming the person with the qualities and the characteristics and the habits that can do anything. You can accomplish anything that you want. So the greatest benefit of creating a vision, a 10-year vision, and the number is arbitrary, create a five-year vision. Create a one-year vision if you want, right? Now there are, and actually, I'm glad I said that because let me let me get back to reminding myself and selling you on why the ten-year vision is important. There is the value of of going that far out is that the closer we set our goal or vision from today, right? The closer it is from today, the more we tend to limit ourselves. For example, if you set a one-month vision, right? How big can you really dream in a month? I want to, I want to quadruple my income, right? I want to, I want to, you know, I want to be earning this. I want to start a new business, a career. I want to lose fifty pounds, or like whatever, right? The the sooner, the shorter the time frame, 
the more you are inherently going to create limitations on the, the, the size and the, the, the meaning of that vision. But the further out the vision is, the more you go, all right, you know, 10 years is so far away. I don't even know what life's going to be like at that point. I can really think big. I can really imagine, you know, what, what's possible. And again, looking back, you know, earlier I said, look back at where you were 10 years ago. And, and, and I should have framed it this way, and, and I didn't, so I will now. In what ways, let me ask you some very positive success-seeking questions, some, some empowering questions, some confidence-inspiring questions. How are you better now than you were 10 years ago? In what ways have you improved? In what ways have you grown? What have you learned? You know, right? 10 years ago, I, I was 31. I thought I knew it all, right? And then, you know, the older, the, as time goes on, you realize, I didn't know anything. I, I, you know, what did I, who the heck, man, I was, I was uh, very uninformed or unrealistic back then or whatever, right? So think about in what ways have you improved, right? In what ways have you gotten better, wiser, more effective? In what ways have you grown or improved? And if you practice the Miracle Morning, I would imagine that you could just look back as far as when you started your Miracle Morning. Because I know for me and I know for, you know, millions of people and thousands of reviews I've read on Amazon, right? People experience transformations in like days, weeks, and months, you know, uh, let alone years after doing the Miracle Morning. You tend to start tapping into your full potential, so to speak. And so how have you improved just since the Miracle Morning, let alone 10 years ago? So think about that. And then imagine, wow, who could you be? Who could you become? There's no limit to who you could become in terms of the version of yourself, the better, the best version of yourself. So why to create a 10-year vision? It gives you a focal point. It gives you a target that informs how you need to start behaving now in order to create that vision. And by identifying what those changes in your thoughts, your beliefs, and we're going to do that when we get to the how here in just a minute. But by focusing on that, you start becoming the person that you need to be who is capable and qualified and therefore deserving based on how you show up, deserving of creating and living the vision that you have for your life. So that's the why. And why to choose 10 years versus one is that you're giving yourself enough distance to remove the natural limitations that will come upon us if the vision is too close, right? Because it's hard to see, you know, how we're going to make radical changes in a month or sometimes even a year, right? Usually when we set goals for the year, they're incremental goals, just a little bit better, a little bit better. My goals, I forgot who taught me this, but when I was in my early 20s, when I was in sales, I think it might've been like a Brian Tracy audiobook. I don't even honestly don't remember, but, but it was, um, it was a book called the quantum leap. I don't remember. Anyway, the point is the philosophy that I learned is, uh, don't just set incremental goals, double, double your best ever, right? Double your best ever. And, and the first year that I fully implemented that was 2005. I think I set a goal to, I had been in sales for five years. I set a goal to double my best year ever. Right, which was big because my like my best year ever was the year that I had my best year ever. I was out of sixty thousand sales reps in the company. I was number six, so to double that was terrible. Like that was so intimidating. But I decided to approach it with this philosophy that I'm sharing with you from Jim Rohn. Right, which is the purpose of a goal isn't to hit the goal; it's just to you know enable you to become the person that you need to be, who's capable of achieving any goal that you set. And so I committed, I'm going to give it everything I have to try to double my best year ever. And even if I, if I fail, I fail as long as I give it everything I have and I am appropriate in the moment, right? Meaning I, I, my behavior each day is in alignment with the behavior that I need to achieve that goal. Then it, then it's a win. If the year ends and I don't double my best year ever, I increase by 50% or 30% or 12%, whatever. But if I, if the way I show up is in alignment with how I determined I needed to show up, my behaviors, my habits, my rituals, my routines, if those are in alignment with who I've identified I need to be to achieve that goal, that vision, then it's a win. Because even if I don't achieve the goal, 
the growth lasts forever. Think about that. Only really, only the growth lasts forever. If your goal is financial, you make some money, you spend it. But if you become the person that you needed to be to achieve that goal that you set, that growth is with you forever, right? It's a part of you. So there's the why. There's the why to set your 10-year vision. And let's dive into the how. And this is something that I'm going to encourage you to uh, ideally take some notes on. Pause it if you don't have something to take notes on. But this is these are specifics to where um, listening to this isn't going to change your life. Listening to this isn't going to create a 10-year vision for you. This is, I would say, you know, probably a 30 to 60-minute exercise that you're going to want to take what I'm sharing with you. I, I, my wife and I just went through a two-day goal-setting retreat, right? It started at 9 a.m., finished every day at 4, right? So that's what, three, so, so like seven hours with a lunch break. So, so that's like six at 12 hours. 12 hours is how much time we spent <laughs> on creating our vision and our goals for the future. So I'm telling you, at least 30 minutes, probably 60, to really get a lot of value out of this. But this one exercise, creating your 10-year vision and then break it, bringing it down into five and one year goals and, and what you need to do daily and weekly to change your behavior, to live in alignment with that vision. This is this can arguably be one of the most important, effective, life-changing things we do. And I'll tell you this, it's not a one-time thing, right? I've, I've done plenty of goal setting. Every year I do, I go through a goal setting process. Uh, I usually get a new book each year to learn a new you know, add to my knowledge in the area of goal setting, learn new strategies, new ways to approach it. So I'm always trying to develop in that area. That's the Achieve Your Goals podcast that you're listening to right now. Um, that's always ever since I was 19 and I started in sales and I started setting goals, uh, that, that became a big part of my life and how I was able to constantly kind of design my life and what I wanted to create from, you know, year to year and, and so on and so forth. So with all of that, we'll break into the how right now. Number one, and this isn't tactical, this I guess is kind of more mindset, but don't limit what's possible for you, right? Don't limit what's possible for you. 10 years is a long time. That's why I shared a lot of what I shared today, giving you some examples. 10 years is a long time. Remember 10 years ago, you know, where were you? For me, I was living at home with my dad because I lost my house and I lost all my money and I went in debt, right? Like that was 10 years ago. And now, you know, I'm blessed to say I've, I, I, my wife and I are living in a home that we love and we're in a neighborhood that we love and we're with our family and, you know, like, like we're, life is, it's what I always dreamt it would be. Um, but that wasn't by accident, right? That was because of vision after vision after vision and, and, and setting these goals and living into them. So, don't limit what's possible for you in the next 10 years. And again, that's part of the reason that the 10 year time frame is the place that you want to start. It really is kind of just dreaming like, all right, if there were no limits, what would I want my life to be like in 10 years? In fact, write that down. That is the question that I would encourage you to start with. If there were no limits, what would I want my life to be like 10 years from now? If there were no limits, what would I want my life to be like 10 years from now? That's the question I want you to start with. Now, let's get tactical. So, well, you, you could answer that generally, but I want you to get specific. So, I want you to choose which areas to create your vision by asking what you want to accomplish in each area or asking that question. If there were no limits, what would I want my life to be like 10 years from now in regards to my health? Right. So area number one, let's say your health, health and fitness could be, you know, could be both. Now you could say, I want to be in the best shape of my life general. Um, but I would say, look at your age 10 years from now, how old are you going to be in 10 years? And what would be possible? Look at like a Jack LaLanne. If you don't know Jack LaLanne, I think he, I think he passed away. But when I was growing up, Jack LaLanne had the, you know, the juicer, like the juicing infomercial, but he was like in his, I don't know, 70s or 80. I don't, I don't remember when I was younger how old he was, but he was like a 70s, 80s, maybe older. And he would sit there, he would do like 20 pull-ups and 30, like he was a fitness machine, right? So he was in the like incredible shape. So think about that. What, what do you want your health to be like, you know? And get get specific. Now, and you don't have to get specific. It could just be, I want to be, I want to be healthy. I want to have energy. I want to be able to, you know, do 10 pull-ups and 20 push-ups and whatever, right? But what do you want your health to be like? If there were no limits, what would you want your life to be like 10 years from now in regards to your health and fitness? Area number two, 
your relationships. Now, relationships is a really broad topic. So you might add to that, you might, you know, jot down or put in parentheses marriage, if that's something that you, if you're married or aspire to be married. Parenting, right? So your relationships with your spouse, with your kids, your friendships, your extended family. What do you want your life to be like? And by the way, this should be a fun activity. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm inviting you to do, this should be fun to just take a deep breath, close your eyes and envision your, the ideal life, the life of your dreams 10 years from now. And it doesn't matter how old you are, by the way, right? I, I'm not looking at numbers, but I know, you know, Colonel Sanders was like in his fifties or sixties, I think when he decided to create Kentucky fried chicken and, you know, achieved his dream of being a millionaire and impacting people's lives. I don't know if it was a positive way. I don't know if Kentucky fried chicken is really is, is super healthy, but you know, he wanted to share his chicken recipe with the world to each their own. And, you know, and, and so he did that, right. He did that in a big way. So I just want you to, again, no limits. Doesn't matter your age. You're never too young. You're never too old. So if there were no limits, what would you want your life to be like 10 years from now? Number one, health and fitness. No, I'm just going to go through all these. Number two, relationships. And again, marriage, parenting, friendships, extended family, etc. Number three, finances. What do you want your financial situation to be like? Do you want to be financially free to where you don't have to work and your passive income exceeds your expenses? And by the way, I think anybody could do that in probably a year. You don't even need 10, but let's, let's start with 10, right? You definitely do it in 10. In fact, I just interviewed uh, my good friend on the podcast, Justin Donald, yesterday, I think. But the podcast won't come out till January because he has a his first book is coming out. But you can go check out his website now and get a bunch of free stuff. It's justindonald.com, J-U-S-T-I-N-D-O-N-A-L-D.com. The reason I'm sharing that is his book is called The Lifestyle Investor. And Justin is financially free. And he started... Uh, down that path when he was 27 years old. And now he's, I think he's like probably 37-ish, maybe, maybe 40, but he's financially free. He only works because he wants to, you know, he doesn't have to work and, and you know, hey, retiring at 40, eh, not not a bad gig, you know, and our other friend uh, is retired at 35. And again, he still works because he wants to, but he doesn't have to. So anyway, um, what do you want your financial situation to be in the next 10 years? Number four, lifestyle. This to me is the most important, by the way, this could be the, in fact, this could be the only one if you want. Everything else to me is informed by lifestyle, which, which to me is how do you want to spend your time? How do you want to spend your time like daily? What do you want your life to be like? Do you want to wake up and have nothing on your agenda? That's what I'm, that's where, that's where I want to be. I want to be able to wake up, nothing on my agenda. In fact, that was the plan for this year. And then we have this movie. So I, I, had to put that on my agenda and, and work hard to, you know, honor the people that have blessed or put, put, uh, uh, you know, their heart and soul into this project for 10 years, uh, and the impact it's going to make for people. So I planned on taking this year as kind of a sabbatical and focusing on my health and my family. And I decided I've got to get this movie out. So now my goal is this next year to kind of take a year, uh, take it easy a little bit, but, but what do you want your lifestyle to be like in 10 years? Do you want to be able to wake up and do whatever you want? Do you have a specific dream that you want to wake up and, you know, be a famous musician and travel the world, inspiring people or entertaining people with your music, right? Or be an actor or an actress or, you know, start a circus or I don't know, whatever, right? Like, what do you want your lifestyle to be like? What do you want to be doing on a daily basis? And for me, I actually, my kind of dream lifestyle is I, I want to have nothing on my agenda. So I don't have anything that I have to do. And if it is on my agenda, it's because I put it there because I was, I, I, you know, I really wanted to do this thing at this time or talk to this person at this time. Right. But I want to be able to wake up and I want to just be able to like, my favorite thing is just growth, spirituality and contribution, like and family. I guess they kind of, those are the four, right? Growth, spirituality, contribution and family. Like I want to wake up and I want to do like a, two hour miracle morning minimum. I want to, you know, I want to do, I want to meditate for 20 minutes. I want to read for an hour. 
I want to go exercise for maybe an hour. So I guess like I want like a three hour miracle morning, right? Like that's, but now I wake up and I do like a one hour miracle morning, sometimes two, but then I've got, you know, I got, I'm getting the family ready for school and this and that, you know? So, so yeah, so that's, that's my, I would love to do that. I'd love to just kind of read all day. I have so many books and I haven't read half of them. You know, I've got hundreds and hundreds. I don't know about you, but it's easier to buy books than read them. <laughs> so I'm a little behind on my reading, but anyway, and then I would love to just spend time like contributing to charity and then spend time time with my wife and kids. Like that's, I want to, I only want to work while my kids are in school, which I, I try to do that, but I just, I'm not successful. Like I want to be because I have these big projects come up and um, anyway, so enough about me. How do you enough about me? Sorry. I tend to go down that rabbit hole. What do you want your lifestyle to be like? What do you want your lifestyle to be like in 10 years? And you can, and, and realize you can create that. You can create that. And remember that when you finally get to the point in your life that you've been working so hard for, for so long, you almost never wish it would have happened any sooner. Instead, you look back and you realize that the journey is almost always perfect. When you finally get there, you know, there's a quote that I used to live by that my wife reminded me of the other day. I was really stressed out. And she said, sweetheart, remember, on the day of victory, no fatigue is felt. On the day of victory, no fatigue is felt. And I said, thank you so much. I need to remember that because that's when you're in the midst of it, when you're, when you're, when you're struggling through the challenges and the stress trying to achieve a goal or a dream or, or, or just you're, you know, you're, you're doing something that you feel like you have to do to pay the bills and you can't quit the job right now because you've got, you've got responsibilities. On the day of victory, no fatigue is felt, right? One year from now, 10 years from now. Whenever you get to that point, you know, and I should say, I, I don't want to take us away from the beauty of the present moment, the perfection of the present moment, but, but when you're in it, it can help to remind yourself that on the day of victory, no fatigue is felt. So the fifth area is your career. What do you want your career to be like? And again, I mentioned that the question of lifestyle kind of informs all others because well, what do I want to do every day? I don't want a career. Well, there you go. Boom, done, right? Or I want to do this one thing. I want to be running my own business or I want to be leading a group of people or I want to be, you know, traveling the world as a magician, like whatever, right? So that's your career. Um, so number six, spirituality. What do you want your, what's spirituality look like for you? And that could just be dedicating time each day to a spiritual practice. That could be dedicating time each day to helping contribute to charity. And that's actually the next area is contribution right? What do you want your life to be like in the area of contribution? And the final area that I have here on the list is fun and adventure, fun and adventure, aka your bucket list. What do you want? What, what are the dreams, like the big, cool, fun stuff that you want to be doing 10 years from now or have done? All right, get into the next step here. Number three, identify the personal qualities that you need to develop in order to accomplish your vision. I'll say that again. Number three here, identify now this is number, so number one is don't limit what's possible for you. Number two is choose which areas to create your vision by asking if there were no limits, what would I want my life to be like 10 years from now in each of these areas? I gave you the list of eight areas. Number three, identify the personal qualities that you need to develop in order to accomplish that vision. So you can ask yourself some questions like this to figure out what are those qualities. Number one, which limiting beliefs do you need to overcome? Write that down. Which limiting, because we all have them. I have limiting beliefs. I have a lot of them. Which limiting beliefs do you need to overcome? One of them, a big one for people is I'm not deserving. We have this inherent belief where we don't feel like we're deserving of the life of our dreams. Like who am I to accomplish all this? I'm just me. I'm little old me. So we've got to get let, let go of that inherent limiting belief of a lack of, of deservedness. You know, I think one of the most important affirmations I ever created for my life was I am just as worthy, deserving, and capable of creating everything I want for my life as any other person on earth. And then I would go as far as to say, and I will prove it today with my actions. I'll say that again. One of the most important affirmations I ever created was I am just as worthy, deserving, and capable of creating everything I want for my life as any other person on earth. And I will prove that today with my actions. So number one, which limiting beliefs do you need to overcome? Literally write them down. Ask yourself, what are your limiting beliefs? Keep a running list, by the way. And, and don't wait 10 years. Remember, the purpose of division is to inform how you behave today. So I'm going to start overcoming these limiting beliefs now. I just gave you the, how do you do that? Well, you take your limiting belief. You then write an affirmation that counteracts that limiting belief. You read that affirmation every day and you start programming your subconscious mind to rethink differently 
than that limiting belief. And now you start to overcome it, override your limiting programming with limitless programming. Number two, which empowering beliefs do you need to develop? Right? So number one, figure out what limiting beliefs do you need to overcome, but which beliefs do you need to develop? And, and often that can go, that can be two sides of the same coin, right? Where you go, okay, here's my limiting belief. So whatever the opposite of that, that's the belief that I need to develop. Number three, which habits do you need to change or adopt? Which habits do you need to change or adopt? Again, don't wait. Once you create the vision, it informs your behavior now. I'm going to start adopting these habits now. I'm going to start, in order to create my 10-year vision for my health, I'm going to start eating this way, exercising this way. In order to create my 10-year vision for my finances, I'm going to start reading these books. I'm going to start saving money. I'm going to start learning how to make more money. I'm going to start pursuing that business that I always wanted to start or creating multiple sources of income, right? The purpose of this vision is to inform your behavior now. Number four, which rituals and routines do you need to put into place? Which rituals and routines do you need to put into place? And now, by the way, rituals and routines, uh, you know, that can fall under the guise of habits. So, whatever language works for you. But just I'm trying to give you some thought joggers here. And in other words, this is all asking, who do you need to become? Who do you need to become to create this 10-year vision? Who do you need to become in terms of your thoughts, your words, and your actions, your mindset, and your behaviors? Who do you need to become? And you, if you're not clear on that, 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 that's a crucial part of the vision. The vision isn't just what you want. The vision is what you want supported by who you need to become, and then what you need to do. And so step four here is to work backwards. Break your 10-year vision down into five-year goals, one-year goals, and then into those daily or weekly rituals that will ensure you stay on track to achieve your vision. Remember, I'm going to say this over and over again like I have been. The purpose of the 10-year vision is to inform your behavior today and your thinking, your thoughts and your behavior today. And when I say thinking, that 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 is that those are your beliefs, right? That's a big part of your thinking. What are you telling yourself every day? I can't do this, which is a limiting belief, or I will do this. I can do this. And for example, if your vision for your health requires that you change your eating habits or develop a consistent routine, again, don't wait, start now. Identify those that mindset, those beliefs, those habits and start now. And here's what's crazy. Here's what's, in, I shouldn't say crazy, here's what's encouraging is your 10-year vision might come true in a year or two or five or whatever, right? Like, and, and the beauty of it is it doesn't matter. It's not about that end result because if you get better every day, that's where fulfillment comes from. I don't know about you, but for me, if I don't, if I'm not productive, if I don't learn or grow or evolve or accomplish something where I feel like I'm moving forward, and this is for the most part, you know, I can, I can have a day where I just meditate all day and I don't, but, but actually that's not true. Uh, meaning if I do meditate, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm evolving, I am moving forward. So I might not be achieving a measurable result where I, you know, I could actually, there's not, there's no numbers I'm seeing that I can track any data or anything I can measure, but I'm growing, I'm evolving, I'm learning through just a day of meditation, which I do that. Typically it's when I'm by myself. I'm, you know, families out of town or when I used to go give speeches, I would sit in a hotel room and meditate for hours, you know, but when family's home, it's a little harder. And then last but not least, step five is stay in relationship with your vision. Stay in relationship with your vision. In other words, revisit it daily or at least weekly and evaluate your progress. Evaluate, pivot. You might need to adjust the vision. It might change. It might evolve. As you grow and evolve, it's normal for your vision to evolve. But you've got to stay in relation. That, that's a concept that uh, that is taught in the one thing is that the key to your achieving your goals is you've got to stay in relationship with your goals. Just like, you know, in order to have a relationship with a person, you don't meet a person and then never talk to them again. You stay in relationship, right? You revisit, you reconnect with that person. You've got to reconnect with your vision every day so that, and reconnect with the vision in each of the eight areas I gave you and reconnect with the qualities and the characteristics that you have identified that you need to develop to achieve the vision. You've got to revisit this. Think of it like a one-page you know, blueprint, one-page plan that 
incorporates everything that I just shared with you. Uh, and you can use affirmations to support each of those eight areas and affirmations that remind you and articulate the beliefs that you need to overcome, the ones you need to develop, the habits you need to change, the rituals and routines, right? You've got to revisit that and maintain a relationship with the vision through consistent revisiting and reconnecting so that you begin and continue to live in alignment with your vision. And if you live, if you think about this, real simple, you want to create the life of your dreams, create your vision, revisit it every day, and commit to living in alignment with the vision. Because the vision, it did the work for you, right? Or you did the work, but you identified how you need to think and what you need to believe and what you need to do. So just live in alignment with it. And you can't fail. You can't fail to become the person that you need to be who's capable of creating everything you want for your life. And you may be surprised that it doesn't take 10 years. In fact, it starts as soon as you commit to create that vision, just making that commitment, putting that hour on your calendar, scheduling time to create the vision sets in motion energies that you, and I don't mean to get too woo-woo here, right? But energies that you, you, you can't really measure. There may be devices that measure, but you can't even measure that create those tangible, measurable miracles, those, those specific, those results that will show up in your life in ways you never imagined. When I created the 10-year vision for the Miracle Morning Movement and other 10-year visions for my life, you know, most of, most of my visions have been exceeded. Most, almost every vision I've ever created has been exceeded. And then I went, whoa, I never thought it would, it could be this great. I never thought this would happen. Now I've got to think even bigger, right? Because as you become more, as you develop and you grow and you learn and you become the best version of yourself, your vision for what's possible continues to expand and continues to grow and evolve. And there's nothing that you can't create. So, oh, that's it. I'm encouraging you to schedule that time to create your 10-year vision. Follow these steps. Let me know. Let me know how uh, this episode is serving you and, and let me know what your vision is. If you want to share it, go to halelrod.com forward slash 352 and you can access this episode uh, and you can leave a comment and let me know what your 10-year vision is. You know, uh, let me know. Or if you have a question, let me know and I'll answer it. So, um, all right, Goal Achievers, members of the Miracle Morning community, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your valuable time and I uh, hope this was valuable for you. And I hope to see you at the Miracle Morning Movie world premiere. Head over to MiracleMorningMovie.com and we're going to watch it together live on 12-12-2020, the eight-year anniversary of the Miracle Morning book. And yeah, I really i uh, am excited. I'm inspired to see how this movie serves you and impacts you and, and, and empowers you to take yourself and your life to the next level, make it even better than it already is. So I love you. I appreciate you. And I uh, will talk to y'all next week. Take care. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 